Welcome back to Weebology, everybody. I'm your perplexed Professor Ricky. <laughs> hey, I'm Ethan. I'm perplexed, my dude. Perplexed about what? Uh, just, you know, I went to... Pie? A, a little. <laughs> it's fine. But I, you know, we... On, we had the syllabus sidebar back this week. Right. And if you are uh, $3 down with the Patreon, patreon.com slash weology, you could actually go there and listen to our rantings and riffings. We talked about Southern Snow, you know. Yes. And we were forecasted today and yesterday to actually have that. It did snow yesterday. But it was so minimal. Well, so I was looking. It changed, like, throughout the day. And it was just like, hey, uh, it's going to be flurries. And then it ended up being flurries. Sure, but absolute flurries. But I went to the grocery store. Everything was gone. And once again, I saw this now twice when you brought it up. I, I want to say a couple episodes ago, or I guess last week, that the tortilla chips were gone. Like, again. what the hell is that about? It was wild. It was wild. How was... how? Uh, so I was like... Did, you, her- did I tell you about my baffling Chipotle experience? No, let's get that in a second. Okay. But yes, I, I saw and verified what you had brought up a couple weeks ago about there was no tortilla chips. Like <laughs> bread was low, <laughs> eggs were low, but they weren't gone. But the one thing that were gone, gone was the fucking Tostitos scoops. And I'm just like, like what? what the <laughs> hell is that? Like, like, I, I don't did, blame I people because I, I mean, schmosh on some. Of but... course. Yeah. But like to be more highly valued in the eyes of everyone than water true yeah the true essentials i guess i don't know it it was wild but yeah tell me about your chipotle thing i I remember you bringing it up a bit yeah so it was so weird so i get to uh chipotle for lunch right okay um i was like oh man i haven't been there in so long so i go in there and i wait through the line there's like four people in front of me and then i get up to the thing and i see this piece of paper on the front that says so there's no corn there's no chips, there's no lettuce, there's no guac. What? And then there was like one more thing, no tacos. What? And I'm thinking to myself, there's a Whole Foods literally right next to us. Literally spitting distance. How are you out of chips? How are you out of lettuce? (laughs) I'm just like, what in the fuck? So I literally got a chicken, rice, cheese, and that, I think like mild salsa, maybe. Sure, and that, like, that, that was, was it. That was your whole burrito or bowl like, or whatever the dear fuck. Dear God! And worse, so the lady in front of me was getting like a three three meals for like coworkers and stuff. Sure, and they were like trying to give her like four strands of cheese. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you're out of everything, and you're like gonna skimp on people. They were like trying to ration their dairy, but I'm like, dude. If you're Chipotle and you don't have chips, close down. Yeah, just like, stop. Literally like, shut literally the stop. store down. And you don't have guac. You're literally, one of your three memes as an organization is about your guac. Yeah. So like, that's your bread and butter, so to speak. I'm and not a guac guy, so not a big deal for me, but the corn and uh, lettuce. The lettuce, yeah. And, oh, vegetables too, you know, like. Oh, the, the veggies. Yeah, like I'm the, like, the fr- I was <laughs> like, like how, do you, how do you not have that? You are it next to Whole like Foods. seems like a bunch of random things to have run out of. That is a, that's pretty, that, that's a pretty hot thing yeah. for them to be like out of, you know, like hot topics. All yeah, for say. sure. Speaking of hot topics. I saw that coming. Yeah, that one. Is it a was little, a bit that, of a stretch, little, but you know what? It's a little light. Not Fine. bad. We are going to uh, re, resurface one of the topics that we had a while back, and we want to do 
uh, an answering of the internet's hottest anime questions. But we're going to take a different spin on it. And if you, again, part of the Patreon crew, listen to the sidebar, we're going to take a different angle on this one. Yeah. We're not just doing questions. We're going to clown on some bad opinions. And boy, howdy now, do we find some bad fucking opinions. I, I found some really bad ones. Yes. Yeah, so, so some bad opinions and bad questions, but I also do have some like food for thought kind of questions okay. too. So okay. not okay. entirely just shitting on people, okay. um, but still would love to shit on some people here. Do you want to open with a, with a shit on opinion? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Sure. Uh, do, do the one you told me about. To remember the remember the one you texted me yes, about? Yes, yeah. yes. Let's do that one. Because I got some I got some fucking notes. Um, here we go, here we go. Yeah, yeah. I've got it, you know, separated on different places. So oh yeah, funny. we definitely we have more than one platform. Okay. We this one yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. It's on Mal. Uh the person's name was Mal Stinks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. If, if you, you know, you know. Fair. Um I can't watch an anime if it has characters with unrealistic hairstyles. What? That's the title of the question on the forum. Okay. And it's like... What do they say in the actual post? It's just a lot of people being like, you're out of your mind. Or like, sounds good. We care so much. Thank you for this information. Yeah, (laughs) right. It's just like every single anime has like relatively unrealistic hair. Yeah, no shit it does. Right. it's So the one, one of my favorite anime facts of all time is that um different and crazy hair colors were not just an aesthetic and design choice it was a, it had a functional reason as well that they needed a reason for characters to not only be created and drawn and animated quickly but be able to be distinguished apart from each other so a very easy way to do that was to change their hair color so the idea of pink and blue and green hair colors, not only is that a very popular thing with Japanese youth because, you know, jet black hair runs rampant in kind of Japanese genetics and people will dye their hair a lot. So like that is not uncommon to see in amongst Japanese teenagers, which most of our shonen and isekai folk are Japanese teenagers. Right. Um, but it also allows them to create quickly characters that kind of aesthetically or foundationally look the same when it comes to like their overall structure but just coloring their hair different allows the audience to easily quickly identify different characters like well that, yeah that's but a like common thing I'm, I'm just thinking to myself dude what kind of anime do you want to watch literally exclusively slice of life or like think about like a battle shonen or like something like naruto when they do the fourth great ninja war and everybody looks identical you know yeah, what i mean right, like right. what are you smoking right um akira toriyama the author of dbz yeah um yeah is that, is that right mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know why i had a lapse of judgment but i did what my gut it's told okay me. sir yeah i appreciate it thank <laughs> you um he literally when uh goku's first super saiyan transformation came out he in an interview said the reason why i made his hair golden is because i was tired of inking goku's hair black every single week right and that's and that's an that's a, that's a very kind of pragmatic way of like oh he has golden hair now he doesn't i don't have to ink everything i can just literally draw it white in a black and white format right mm. so when someone says i don't want to watch anime with crazy hair or that bugs me you're literally going against the foundations of anime aesthetic but i'm just like i'm thinking to myself like 
why go on a forum and literally like, <laughs> yeah. like what a weird opener. That's why yeah. like, it's just funny. All the people are just like, okay. And, yeah. or like, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> what was that? What was that top comment? Like, thank you for sharing. We've all learned more, you know, good information. Thank you. Yeah. It was sound very... good. We care so much. Thank you for this information. That's <laughs> so funny when you showed me that. I was like, yeah, I think that's what everyone's thinking. Wow. What a great discovery. This just surely is valuable information. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's clowning on his ass. I couldn't think of the dumbest reasons for not watching anime. Thank you for this. <laughs> In direct contrast to his, his uh, uh, grievance against anime hair, I guess, who do you think has the best hair in anime? Who do you think's got in, in recent memory? We don't gotta go. We don't gotta dig too deep about this, but like, I mean, the best hair in anime. I think, you know, those people that just like stand out. I think, right, right, that are like classics. Obviously, Goku. Yeah, Vegeta. Yeah, I mean, I mean the mean widow's peak on that guy. I mean, come on, you like can cut diamonds with that shit. You can literally fit a party of twelve on that widow's peak, right? Like, yeah. Um, I, I would argue. Uh, I'm I'm not hating uh, Demon Slayer hairstyles these days. They're looking pretty good. Yeah, I would say uh, Yuji's hair, the kind of that light pink hair that he's got um, mm, from Jujutsu mm. Kaisen, kind of dope. I think Jujutsu Kaisen's got some good hair, uh, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, th- theirs are like definitely more realistic though too. I would say, but like, what I don't understand is, it's like such a small thing. Right, and he's will apparently he's willing to die on that hill. That guy I mean, who wrote that opinion, people are shredding yeah. him about it. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, I think obviously the coolest would be like Super Saiyan three Goku. You think so? Just because it's like you get dope the dope hair and it just extends, and you can literally watch it extend as he goes Super Saiyan three. Uh, I would say uh, Super Saiyan uh, what four because he becomes a monkey boy, so he gets boy, hair the red everywhere. Monkey boy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say uh, Gon's hair when he has his adult transformation, it literally ascends into the heavens. Yeah, yeah, it literally just like comes out of his head and continuously grows. And I assume that's because his life force is so powerful that he's literally always growing hair into infinity. Well, it's, awesome. it's kind of an interesting idea of like he expends all of his life force, so like so it's always growing. I think it would yeah. be interesting if his nails got really long and shit too, because it would be like mm. basically accelerating time, just folding into the growth. Like, oh, your I just life think force. that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna like pull that off, oh yeah. So yeah, listen. Uh, the, I don't know what his name was, but mouse stinks. Mouse stinks. Bad right. question. Bad yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, bad you. Bad question. Pretty solid name because yeah, all kind of stinks, but. Uh, you're wrong. Um, I did have just like a random bone to pick with Funimation, by the way. If you de- if you delve into like the different sections, you can't go back. You literally have to like start over. I'm oh, like, what so when you're terrible UI. When you're looking for yes. questions and stuff, you can't like no, dive no, no. In. Uh, Funimation just like looking for shows. I oh. can't go back. I have to literally start over. It's so bad. That's weird. It's I, bad. I've, I've never noticed that. Well, maybe it's because I use Apple TV and they just like, for some reason, not optimized for Apple TV, but maybe, yeah, very, very frustrating. Well, fine. Mouse things and Funimation. You're both on blast, right? Yeah. Now. How dare you? So suck one. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had one that I found kind of interesting. Um, it was by a guy who, or person who, their name was Greasy B. And uh, their question was, or their kind of their hot take was live action adaptations of anime is 
for the most part, or always additive. Like, live actions of animes are almost, almost always additive. And I could not disagree more. I think the very idea of live adapting an anime is just... I, God, everyone listening, they're students. Everyone listens, they're, they're a weeb. So, like, they know... I can't even think of one good live adaptation of an anime, like an anime, that one that is so good that it can stand on its own. Like Cowboy Bebop was the only one that maybe got even slightly close. People hated it. Right. But what I, so what I said um, on anime summits, end of year newscast with Som and every, and, and all the, all the fellas that um, it, the sentence I came up with for that show was, if the show was organically created by Netflix and never had the anime to like back it, it probably would have got a season two and beyond. It probably would have actually done well. But because it is compared against to this pedestaled classic magnanimous success, it was never and ultimately going to fail. Like it was never going to win. Like it was always going to fail. Um, so I. I just think that if a show is good and you're trying to make a anime about it or an anime lot of adaptation about the anime, it's just not going to work. I don't know. I, I just don't think live, ad- live adaptations do not work uh, as standalone pieces of content. I don't know. Well, I don't know what your thoughts are about live adaptations, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think sort of what you alluded to at the end there was kind of the key thing, Yeah, which is like, you have these beloved um, series, mm-hmm. and then you, you know, try like CGI can look okay in an animation setting, but if you try to do it with like real people standing there, it's just like it's very hard to act that there's this big suit of armor next to you when there isn't. Right. You know, for instance, for for Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. So, so I'm just yeah. thinking, like, imagine. Th- pretending Ryuk was in front of you and you're talking to a Shinigami about apples. Do you know what <laughs> which, I mean? It's just happened. like, it's which... very difficult for people to do that stuff. So it's funny you bring up that because while I do agree with you, um, but, but I of, mean, think about it. They're not, they're not putting Leonardo fucking DiCaprio in the show, but Willem Dafoe of all people was in death note. I mean, that's a pretty high. Well, he was just act- voice act voice act. Sure. But all, all the same, right? Is that not all the same? What I'm saying is those high, high, high tier actors yeah. can deal with like maybe a tennis ball on a on a post being, you know, the stand in for like what this claw t- coming toward you. Yeah, like what you're talking to or interacting with. Yeah. Right. That's I thing. mean, this might be like a, a bad take, but for instance in Transformers, like Shia LaBeouf. The freaking beef? Yeah, the Shia freaking beef. Yeah. They would put like tennis balls on rods and like have him come toward him and he'd have to like freak out as a result like right. and then they'd like sub in this insane you know transformer and i felt like, like he when he looks scared he should look scared that kind of thing but it's just like i think for anime just much tougher because i think anime seeks to go deeper than maybe like most movies right like in a normal like two hour movie like you have a plot a point and it's like done and even 
just a show with one core can have more content than even one movie could possibly absolutely right yeah but like the the point is different like you're trying to make all the characters like have this deep story right right so actually actually to your point what that uh, you kind of alluded to the point i was going to get to was i just think that there has never been enough funding to get those high build actors those real a grade varsity cgi guys you know like people as big as a marvel or anything to actually buy into a uh anime ip to actually give it the due diligence it deserves to actually manifest on screen right we always kind of get at best like netflix movies or kind of these studios that are working with fractions of the cost as the big boys are right what would happen if a james Cam- because we kind of joked uh, uh a while back how like, james cameron wouldn't touch this stuff or when they do it's like I think the highest budget could be Alita Battle Angel could have been one of them because I know that's based on a manga. Sure. Um, I, I just wonder what would happen if like a truly big studio like a Lion Gate really put their money into like Attack on Titan, like really full send it. Because I, I don't know if you've ever actually. Experienced- well, I think Attack yeah. on Titan would have zero shot of being good just because of like the actual subject matter. Your, really, I, I, your idea I, I of having these titans. I'm telling you, the CGI would look fucking weird, regardless of how much money they threw into it. It's just something that, in my opinion, does not. That's not going to translate really well. Interesting. So Whereas, you, so, like it, lo- it can look great on yeah. a 2D kind of like more hand drawn looking for sure scale. So you're thinking there are some IPs that no matter how much money you throw at it, anime is just. The, it's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. Yes. So that that kind of to bring it all full circle, that opinion by that greasy B guy, he he said that all or most live action adaptations of anime are additive, and I would wholeheartedly disagree. And even more so after what you're saying, that there's just some things that you know we all know what Dragon Ball Evolution was. I I watched it. Yeah. Well, I think we've all at some point were subjected to the trash that was Dragon Ball Evolution. And that's not only, that that is not just an example of like a half-assed attempt. Dragon Ball is a example of an IP, I think to your point, it just can never ever be translated into a 3D or live action format. Maybe not 3D, but like live action format. It just can't, it can't happen. I think it's just, it's really the intangibles of a show that make it difficult, right? Like, like think about Bleach and then pretend that you would take out like the, the like aura or like any of the, the situations Riyatu, yeah, where yeah. like Riatsu is, you can see the pressure. Like yeah, you, yeah. You wouldn't be able to do that in any like realistic good way in a live action, which is probably why the live action Bleach was complete dog shit. Yeah, but I, I think I watched some clips on YouTube of that. It was bad, bad. But like, also, it's it is like it's just unrealistic to take a character with like wild ass hair. Like, let's just say back to the first guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, like honestly, like like Ichigo, any of those dudes' hair that's like integral to their aesthetic, right? right? Yeah, it just it's gonna feel like a, a, a pale shadow of like the actual IP, no matter what. Yeah. And I think it's because it, it really, as you're saying that, it made me think of like what, what is the boiled down opinion as to why some of these things are not translatable to live action. 
is because the best of the best of the best in the anime space literally pushed the limit of their medium. They pushed the limit of 2D animation, maybe some incorporation of CGI, but they pushed the limit of the uh, medium by which they're telling their stories. If you translate something that has been refined to a bleeding edge to the live action, it just wouldn't work because it's optimized so heavy for the 2D animation landscape. How could you possibly translate something that has been so right. fine-tuned to that medium? It was never the story was never the story, the characters, the aesthetic was never built around a live action. So it's never going to work. It's just never going to work. So whereas I think if you were to go the other way and say take live action and give it to like a really good studio, mm-hmm. For anime, you could make mm-hmm. something that would be viewable and potentially additive. That's why I think you would probably have a better time with adapting uh, video games to live action. Definitely. Because we're getting to that realism point of video right. games that it's just so close. The Witcher is a great example. Like, example? Uh, a, a great <laughs> example. Great uh, it's a great example. Uh, <laughs> well, I was a- going to say the ones that I thought were dog shit were potentially like, there was the Altered Carbon like uh oh god dude, anime don't. version there was the matrix like anime thing i don't think was Ana- very good actually and i liked animatrix i actually really enjoyed it um, okay but i was younger it was actually it's an older work it's like the 20 aughts so i actually was like very uninitiated at the time i was quite pleased with what i saw right because it was like i was nonplussed okay nonplussed I yeah. like that. i just yeah. like that mad mad that neutral shit. mad neutral on the exactly game. but yeah okay you got another question or uh or a opinion to shit on? Yeah, so this is not really a shit on opinion. It's just, I think, an interesting question. Let's get some food for thought. What yep. is the dumb, your dumbest reason for dropping an anime that you've ever had? Ooh. So I have this kind of bad personal reputation or just a streak of... I, I'm like a... I'm like a simple, smooth brain person who sees something shiny in the distance and will drop something perfectly fine over here just for the shiny. And like when I see like, ooh, this came out and I'll just like drop something that could have been perfect. Like I dropped Cowboy Bebop about five years ago, halfway through when Patbot told us about Jojo. And what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And I started watching Jojo and I ripped the first like four parts. And I drop and I've only in the last like two years that I go back and finish Cowboy Bebop. And that's that's honest. So like maybe that could be my dumbest reason is the fact that like something. I see something shiny. I'm like, ooh, I'll go over there and drop drop a potential absolute banger platinum classic and just kind of like, hmm, I'm going to go. What's the new hot thing right now? So um, I would say. I don't know. I, I struggle watching like a lot of anime at once. Right. I think it's very easy to just get like sucked into a different world especially when that's like finished or there's more of it like for instance i mean in your case maybe that was a kind of a weird you know like cowboy bebop was done and jojo's is still going like why would you not pick the one that's done and then just go over but i get excited about beginnings things i've never started before well like i'll I'll just give an example like continuing with one piece versus like watching a seasonal like like one piece goes on forever right yeah i think i'm on episode like 870 or something right (laughs) right right but you know i i'm not caught up but it's just like i don't really have much driving me to to like stay can you know current with that show 
versus like watching new stuff. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like well, I, I kind of, I'm yeah. sort of agreeing with your point, right. which is like, say, yeah. like the new stuff is okay. like more interesting, I think, or maybe like the potential for, for like a new show. Yeah. I, I feel like I get easily swayed by hype. Yeah. Um, but also for me, and I know I, I'm getting better about this particular uh, tick with my anime viewing experience, but it's not completely vetted out of my uh, reactions, is that animation and the shifting therein of animation can totally derail my shit. And a longstanding meme on the show is, for me, One Punch Man Season 2. The whole thing with uh, JD, uh, JC Staff moving away from Madhouse and like, I, I it literally honestly, made me stop I'm watching like 90% it. sure this is your worst opinion that you literally personally hold uh, I do and I and the thing is I still will die on that because <laughs> yeah I know you will because you brought it up so many times literally One Punch Man season and I, look I'm, I'm gonna keep saying it if it keeps coming up One Punch Man season one was so fucking legendary as far as animation go and like animators involved that like it was almost an impossible thing to have happened like how good it was season two was like the rest but it is standing next to its big brother season one and it's just that in like the first two or three episodes i'm like no i'm done (laughs) literally i dropped it like i didn't i i went back a year later and finished it when we had to do the episode about it but no no like I, yeah. I wasn't gonna touch. I it. mean, that is a pretty dumb reason to drop an anime. That, so that I is, guess that is I guess me. you've answered the question perfectly. <laughs> that is for me. If the animation slips or the studio, I, that I think takes the, it over, the thing that I struggle with very hard with that opinion is like there was a lot of scenes near the end of the season that were like wild, I like could, really well done. I could pick out every single moment of Sakuga, and I can count them on one hand for season two. There is literally no... There was three with Garo, pretty much. There was Siryu, and then there was the last one where they, Elder like... Elder Centipede. Yeah, Boom. Elder Done. Centipede. Five. I can literally find five in the first two episodes of season one. Here's my question. Could they potentially not... Like, we don't really know why they didn't continue with the show, right, JC staff? Sure. Was it potentially because they blew so much budget and, like, time on that first season? So, like, I wish we, that's all, like, one of those questions where I, like, I really wish we got the, like, inside scoop as to, like, why they did dip on that show, because it seems like, like, so, you're sorry, right. Re- they, rephrase they, it. So, Madhouse dipping on season one. Whatever it was. Yeah, sure, yeah. You, so like, Mad- ana- like uh, they, they animated the <laughs> piss out of that. Like, every scene was, like, Beautiful. really, really heavy. Yeah. Heavy animation and, like, art, you know, whatever, director input. And so my question, it like I just this is a completely rhetorical because as far as I know, nobody knows this. It just feels like I would love, love, love to know like the actual reasons for why things happen for anime studios. Like the other one that's really interesting to me is that that four year Attack on Titan or whatever it was, hiatus. multiple year hiatus. And and then I even thought about Demon Slayer. That felt like a really long break between season one and then like what we're getting the now. The movie and the season two. Yeah. Um, I think those can artificially go under the coronavirus. Maybe, but uh, I think what it comes down to is a number of factors, right? Because if you think of the studios that did those things, Madhouse, they're always wanted. And I think 
they brought in for One Punch Man season one a lot of A-list animators that I didn't think they could get again, but then also they probably had other projects that were higher on the docket. I think there was a business issue there, like like uh, someone above the pay grades, people actually making the show saying, no, you're going to go work on this one. Like there was a decision above the people doing the creative work. Like I bet they wanted to keep going because there's a lot of love and passion in One Punch Man season one. Demon Slayer interests me because right around that time after season one of Demon Slayer, the um the Fate Stay stuff started getting picked up by Netflix. Like Apocrypha and like certain movies were like starting to slip in. I wonder if Netflix threw fat stacks at him and said, fuck doing that for a while. Are you sure timing wise that's right? Maybe I, it's not. I that, feel that's like just this an assumption. Maybe way, that's an I think Demon Slayer season was one later than was the, much later than all of those. Okay. But I think maybe then the, the general vibe is that a lot of these studios that have these hiatuses, Studio Wit and MAPPA with Attack on Titan. I mean, we saw in the last two years, even during the pandemic, MAPPA was putting out absolute cranking bangers, like platinum shows. So, I mean, they're I, just probably following whatever decisions. I don't know. I just made. get confused yeah. when like a show absolutely slaps and everybody agrees or like, you know, po- popularity wise goes off. Why wouldn't you jump on it? Why would you not be pumping shit out to try to get to capitalize as much as you can? Like, for instance, like maybe it was manga creep. Like, too. Where the fuck is Tower of God? Uh, season two. Maybe it's also manga creep. Tower of God I'm putting away for now, but because I think that's a contrary to this point. Manga creep could Im- imply some of that shit. Naruto and Boruto. Boruto has this effect right now where like you'll have 20 episodes of awesome canon content and Studio Periot just absolutely claps that animation. And then they have like 30 episodes of anime, co- anime canon and filler. And then they'll go back to the manga because of manga creep. That's fine. But to Tower of God's point, I'm in your camp. Well, I'm just like, why, I'm, why qu- exactly I'm questioning. That, yeah. Like, why would you not try to, like, st- you know, strike while the iron is hot, so to speak, for all, for these IPs? How how hot was that iron for Tower of God, do you think? I Out think, of high school, it wasn't that hot. Yeah, but I do think it was much hotter than we're giving a credit for in 2022. Like, sure. Like, back okay. in 2019, if I'm not mistaken, like, that shit was fucking serious. It was, it was all the rage, but I think what <laughs> I actually have a, a kind of like a tinfoil hat theory a little bit is that remember how tower of god and god of high school were kind of like a couplet of manhwa adapted by Crunchyroll mm-hmm. and with and webtoons and like just put through money at it i think the tanking of gal of uh, god of high school right after tower of god maybe got them kind of scared to try either again like maybe the ta- like oh shit they didn't just think that god of high school was bad they thought oh no manhwa is not a thing shut it down I would argue Tower of God, it still has to this day legs to stand on. It should. But I think with God of High School's kind of failings, there was a bit of uh, uh, fear reinstilled. Were in they the, different studios? Um, I know God of High School's Mappo. I just can't recall. Yeah, let me do... It might on, have been like J.C. Look. Staff or something, actually. And yeah, I know I give J.C. Staff a lot of shit, but I know they do good work. Um, I don't know. The point is, it's not like important for us to like dig into it. Oh, it's just it, 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 it strikes me as odd that like shows like that could even go on like a, a long hiatus. I don't know if I'm wrong, but I feel like Demon Slayer was so long ago, season one, to like only recently be getting stuff 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, weirdly, they fucking rehash the movie that they also put out for free on bo- on all the pr- platforms. Yeah. Like, what is their... What could you possibly be thinking as a studio to do that? Right. I, I, that's that's a fantastic question. Like, I, I, I don't have it for you. But I mean... So, I mean, I don't have a really good, like, dumb reason why I've dropped something. I like this one. This guy says, literally... If it's if it's a JC staff show, I've dropped it. Uh, my boy. Yeah. But I have like dumb reasons why I haven't like continued or like really started shows. Dropped, I think, is hard for me because like, for instance, uh, Gurun Lagan mm, and uh, Noragami. I just literally cannot get into those. I know people like both. There's oh, no. just like Gur- something. Is one of the goats, for but sure. there's just like something absolutely missing in both of them for me. And actually, my I guess my answer could be like, and I think a lot of people's could be like those annoying characters. There are a couple annoying characters, to be sure. Well, I'm I just mean, like like think about Black Clover. People drop Black Clover 100 because the last first 35 episode. episodes are ass just screaming. Right? This guy yeah. says I dropped Guilty Crown in episode one because Inori's clothes made me roll my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I know you're an idol, but pick something else for a stealth mission. She's like running through like yeah, a right. pink. I don't I don't hate that opinion. Yeah, that's pretty kind, good. That's kind of based. I like that. But <laughs> I'm I'm sad he didn't make it through because Guilty Crown was kind of a, a real solid show, but um Well, I think my love for Guilty Crown does not evidently does not extend to everybody else because I really fucking love that show. Yeah. So for me, I think when it comes to like a reservations about starting shows it's always because like <laughs> this is pretty good no, hit me sorry with it. Yeah. no no hit me with it this yeah. guy goes be the beginning because a girl was hacking into a criminal organization or something with both of her hands and her feet <laughs> touche <laughs> <That's laughs> good point that's a really good point <laughs> okay that that's a good opinion uh but yeah my main reason i think for reser- uh, having reservations about starting stuff is because I always want to still have the show, right? Like, up to this point, at the moment of recording, I still have my first viewing of One Piece never touched, right? And there's a lot of people that are like, dude, you have to watch it. Could If you could go back and rewatch One Piece like you've never seen it before, mm-hmm. would you do that? Like, Because I feel like there's a lot in shows as big as One Piece or Death Note or like, getting that first experience is quite potent. And I think just like having that in a bottle on the shelf and one day taking it off, like, yep, I now have, I'm now going to open that first viewing of like one piece or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that That's my, that's my opinion. Of I like mean, those why. like super long shows are tough to like, just, it's like that. It's almost like you just got to decide like, I'm going to become a new person now. Now is the time. Right? right? Because there, like I think like Jin Tom also has like 600 episodes or whatever yeah, and people yeah. love that shit. Yeah, for sure. But I'm like I tried the first couple episodes a few times and I know it's bad in the beginning. I know um and then it gets really 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 good, but yeah. it's just it's something that I have never been able to get past and it's sort of like my Noragami situation. I know that it gets good, can't get past it. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that for me is like, no matter how long or tumultuous the the task of actually putting a show into your brain is, the better the show, the more, it's almost like 
and I don't this analogy for some might hit a little harder than others, but it's like a it's like that really good bottle of liquor you have on the top shelf in your kind of like uh uh personal bar, right? You only open it on special occasions. It's meant to only have a sip every here and there. And that's what makes it special. And I think certain shows still have never been viewed by me, just still have that bit of specialness, just kind of waiting to be untapped. And I always still have that. And maybe that's why I'm reserved to start a show that everyone's like, you should watch because like, yeah, I could, but I got seasonals and other shows I want to watch. But, and there's always that one that, that, that first viewing, I still always have that. Yeah. I mean, we're obviously in like a kind of tough position, you know, as tough as it can be to watch a lot of anime, but you know, because we do have to stay relatively current, right? Like it, I don't think it would be it would make much sense for us, at least based on how we've set it up so far. Sure, for us to just like eschew all all seasonals for like two two months or whatever. It can't be done. Or two seasons, I guess. It literally can't be done. And then we just have. be like, all yeah. right, we're gonna do a episode by episode, um, One Piece anime from or uh, podcast from now on. It just wouldn't fit our style, right? It couldn't be done. Yeah. So I mean, so like I don't know. In our situation, and then like you know, as work has the the lines of when you're supposed to be at work, when you're not supposed to be at work, what you're supposed to be doing at all times. It's gotten a little blurry. Like lately, it starts blurring. Yeah, it's just yeah. like things fall off, or like, um, and I know uh, the anime bros have had this this problem in the past, where it's like sometimes you just want to play a fucking video game, you know? Yeah, and yeah, it's like I totally you literally that, yeah. cannot play a game and. Like watch long seasonal animes. Yeah, right. So I because told, like they I totally just suck your soul. <laughs> just suck your soul. Another like really dumb reason why I haven't started an anime is just because there is no dub. That's a pretty dumb fucking reason. But like, that's a really dumb reason. It's not that dumb. Of a reason. Uh, it's, it's not pr- as dumb as like dropping because you you saw his foot look weird in one scene <laughs> in One Punch Man season two. <laughs> that's a little bit of a. Uh graying over the real impact of that but no, no, all things considered because here i'm thinking like okay i gotta read something for 24 fucking episodes or i can just sit back and enjoy for 24 episodes i find the enjoyment in the subtitles in a way i, I don't know i like I, I love the inflection and the emotion of the original vc and whatever it's fine but i i i'm willing to accept that reason do i also recognize it's a bit dumb sure if all I had was a dub, then I would watch the dub. I that's mean, obviously, it it's a bit it dumb. Yeah. But <laughs> obviously, it's like, a little I wouldn't bit have brought dumb. it up if I didn't think it was a little <laughs> bit dumb. But yeah. So, I mean, uh, we'd like to know in the Discord, which you can get into at patreon.com slash ubology. Just $1 and up a month gets you in with uh, all the Patreon folk and past guests. We want to hear your dumb reasons for not starting or uh, not finishing a show. Because that's actually a really good food for thought question. I like that a lot. Um, here's one that I, I heard that I, I wanted to bring up, which is by a, uh, a person named H Mincy, uh, said that, you know, Ichi or fan service has literally no place in any show whatsoever. And I, at first I was like a bit on the fence, whether I kind of agreed or disagreed. But now I I vehemently disagree because I mean like there are plenty of live action shows that use you know it's sex appeal it sells we talked about this before that you know 
a show with a hot chick or a studly dude, that's going to sell some shit. There's literally moments in Marvel movies where like, okay, this is a scene with the, with the shirt off for the guy, right? This shows the abs, right? It's going to sell. Um, so that on a base level, I think right there is going to get more eyes. Like, I think Ichi does belong in a show. And the first level is that it's going to sell. It's going to sell a show. I don't know your thoughts on just uh, what your thoughts on fan services in the show. Because I have deeper things than that, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I obviously I struggle with it because, like, of course, in live action like Western shows, it exists. Like you're saying, yeah. But like, right. like think about like, uh, I'm not certain that this stuff even exists in these shows because I haven't watched them. But <laughs> yeah. I assume like Dawson's Creek and shit like that has that kind of stuff. Oh, 100%. you know those yeah. like. You talked about Smallville. Smallville's got that yeah. shit sometimes. Yeah. I mean, frankly, uh, what? Tom Welling has his shirt off, like come on, cutting man, wood yeah. most of the time. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, uh, come on, yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, like, I think there, the difference might be that it seems to be used more infrequently in live action shows than I feel like it is in anime. And I almost feel like it's a it's a literal camera angle issue more than anything, or like director. I don't know how you explain that, like the way you move a camera through a scene. Uh, it kind of the storyboarding of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the storyboarding like is just framing the key frame angles and all that. Right. Yeah. yeah I yeah. just feel like in anime they try so hard to add etchy rather than just being like a natural byproduct. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's really where the dis- distinction needs to come in. Is like, yes, you have to try to put in a scene where you have like Superman, you know, taking his plaid shirt off to chop some wood in, in you know, Smallville, Kansas or whatever the fuck he lives. Yeah, right. But like, you also don't need like the hot girl to fall over and then like, oops, upskirt. Oh, the camera you know just I mean? happens to be on her ass. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, right. So I think that kind of gets to my level two argument where I think Ichi can or fan service can play a a more impactful role as a narrative kind of tool where I'm thinking like super crooks. I'm thinking black lagoon. I'm thinking shows where like, you know, using sexuality could be a part of the narrative, like a honeypot situation or a, or trying to like use you in a heist and you're seducing someone. So you're going to look fresh as fuck, like, and you're near a pool. So you just happen to have like hot camera angles and the audience is resonating with like, Oh yeah, she's meant to look hot. He's meant to look hot, right? Right, so, and I think like think about James Bond, right? Like Literally a lot of those situations, yeah, like makes sense. Or like he'll he'll have like the the female spy with him, who's obviously a freaking you know knockout, and it's like that's the point of like spying and honeypotting and like yeah. tricking people into doing things. So like it would make sense if it's used like for reasons rather than just like oops <laughs> right you know like i no, I, I, told- I i'm agreeing with you i just am not articulating well that i think it's it's like how you use it that is important right and that gets to my third point that i thought about where level one is duh sex sell so yes you're gonna get eyes level two is that you do have uh, there is a usage for sexual imagery in narrative as a narrative tool in some particular cases, and when done well, it can feel very integrated. I think Black Lagoon never needed it, but had some of it, and it felt very natural. Or you had Super Crooks, or 
um, great pretender that utilize that in a very narratively important way. And then you have level zero. We're talking redo healer, monster doctor, whatever, monster Masume or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like if your entire show's point is to be literally a horny fuck fest, that's actually to me fine. It's not my cup of tea, but I understand why it's others. Yeah. Shit. I mean, but I do, I do feel like in those cases, like don't call it like isekai uh, adventure, etchy third thing. Just be like, yeah. Put it. Put fucking hentai. Yeah, it's literally hentai. If that's if that's the point of the show, like why even like cherry coat it with these other kind of genres? I think it's just so it can get on TV. Like you can't be so brazen about it. Like. I remember, was it Monster Masume, like, in the, in Feb, like, January, like, the winter season of, I think it was 20, I think it was 2020, when it came out, that it was, like, taken down by Funimation for being too risque, so, to even have a show like that, like, you can't just label it as, like, hentai or ichi, right? You, you have to kind of be chill about it a little bit, right? Yeah... I don't know. Like, there, there is a fine line for but advertising like, something like that, but I don't know. I, I just feel weird if you're like skirting laws or not even laws, but just like censorship rules, kind decency of thing. almost, Dec- <laughs> just general decency. But yeah. it's just like if you want to make porn, fine, put that as porn, but don't yeah. like don't trick people into watching There's it. No cash in that, man. No cash in that. I mean, only fans would beg to differ. I guess they would beg to differ. I don't know. I I just feel like I don't know. It's just. But I but I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Like, why throw Etchy into a show that's like about something that has nothing to do with that? What do you think is the most egregious use or a show that is the most egregious application of Ichi that you've seen? I can probably tell you what mine is. Please do because I need to think. Okay, so I think. Obviously, Ari Ferretta, just there's no fucking business for a being there. Yeah, it was and horrible. It was clearly like it, it. It was literally a show that, like it. That's it's just wrapping it in an isekai package, and that package, that wrapping paper, is trash in its own right. Like it's not even a good wrapping, right? Um, I mean, the thing that sucked about that show is I thought it was going to be pretty interesting. Like two episodes in, yeah, one the pretty first etchy. the first episode and a half, yeah pretty fucking interesting i was like wow he's gonna like eat the monsters eat and gain their powers is... yeah, i was like that's right. kind of lit actually yeah so i mean there's that um i i would argue i almost that... view it as like a crutch though it's like i realize my show's not good enough my story is not strong enough i was just so what i'm there. gonna do i'm gonna throw a bunch of hot chicks in there doing like really dumb stuff opi's truth thadiology yes. all all of the all the bells and whistles when it comes to just like sexual shit um so the other the other thing i was going to say is like some shows seem to come full circle because they kind of lean so hard into the ichi and hentai shit that like they also just happen to be bootstrapped with a decent story so like everyone walking in to a show that knows that this is going to be a horny visual animated mess but also get a little bit of narrative and character develop out of it. Out of it. Well, like Konosuba? Um, or, I was thinking uh, high school D&D. Or high school DXD. 
Uh, I'm not going to follow you on that one. Like High School of the Dead. I mean, I think I think it's just it's so DXD or of or or of the dead. DXD, High School DXD. Both of them are <laughs> smut. Sure, they're smut. But they're I was smut gonna that say like reviewing. overly cautious yeah. hero or um Konosuba because there's that funny aspect. Mm, yeah, where it's like there is a story behind. And like the etchy is used to kind of like make it a funnier story, and they, sometimes it fails, sometimes it lands. There's, there's the ichi is almost the setup to subvert, right? We, we see the ichi, and I mean you definitely and I, in Konosuba. Yeah, Konos- uh, is a great example because you and I and all the big brain students out there, they see ichi set up in an isekai set in a situation. They're like, okay, here we go. We know what's about to happen, and then Konosuba totally subverts that with like darkness and with Aqua and like Kazuma, like total subversion of all that shit. So. Again, that's like a level two shit. You can use Ichi as a narrative tool for both refinement and subversion. So this guy, this H Mincy or whatever the fuck their name was, I I don't think it has no place. But maybe this poor poor fella or lass has been subjected to one too many trashy trashy shows and just has a really salty opinion of the matter. So I I understand where they're coming from, but I don't think they're right. That's where I'm at. I mean, I th- I think what you had mentioned originally, where it's like, yeah, even Western shows have like the sex appeal. It's all ads, there. yeah, like freaking Hardee's burgers commercials for literally fifteen years had Shit. just like yeah, yeah. hot girls really eating example. a burger on a freaking truck. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, it's just I think it's a little bit brain dead to say something like that. Yeah, but um, I do obviously to some extent agree that like it's pretty egregious at times. Yeah. And definitely not additive to the show. Four out of ten opinion, and four <laughs> is coincidentally the amount of wrinkles this person has. So <laughs> this is this one I thought was funny. Really, th- not not necessarily go super deep, but it's like, how many of you can watch anime raw but still understand what's going on without studying the language? Interesting. And I'm thinking like. There's context clues to the actions of the people in the anime. You yeah, can this, sort of figure it out, you idiot. This isn't a like if it were like a Japanese podcast with no with, that was just raw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd probably be pretty fucking hard to follow. Like, but if it's you a, have the visuals, have like, a visual thing. <laughs> you could probably make that work. So a couple episodes ago when I did the um uh would you rather's and what ifs with yeah. the anime bros, that was one of the what ifs near the end, or the would you rather's is would you rather do X or Basically, I think the the what if was, would you rather have to watch every OP and ED for every anime from here on out for the rest of your life, or one day a week, you have to watch like a set number of episodes or hours of anime raw, like no, no subtitles, but it's in, it's in Japanese voice, voice acting. And I believe we went with OP and EDs, obviously, because it makes a lot more fucking sense, but it got us on the discussion of like, could you follow? Of I course think, you could follow uh, yeah, it. You could, you could it wouldn't be follow. a deep story, but you would know what's going on. Like relatively, like you could watch SAO, no, no words, no subtitles. And you would sort of figure it out. You could watch demon slayer. You would figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, unless you're, you have no idea of like looking for context clues and like what you're watching, like I don't know. I, to me, it was just like kind of a dumb question because it was like, yes, to some extent, you're going to be able to figure out what's going on, right? You're right. obviously not going to know what the dialogue is like 
nothing about the dialogue, maybe like a few words here and there, but it's like, sure. Yeah. It just right. seems like such a boneheaded question. Yeah. So, uh, do you know how to speak French? No. <laughs> okay, so this French show, do you know what's going on? I'm I'm getting the vibe of it, sir. I mean, I'm like, watching yeah. the guys and girls do things on the screen. Like, I'm figuring it out. She said he's happy. This one hit the other guy. Like, yeah, you can get it from some kind of clue and inflection and all that. But, but it's just funny. It's like, even like if you go to another country and you don't speak their language, like, you can almost still communicate somewhat. I guess it depends. To me, I think it depends on the show. I don't think you can do that with Promise Neverland. Season one. There's just so much context wrapped in that dialogue that you really don't... You you, you get, at most, the most surface-level shit. I like, think you would figure it out relatively. Yeah, sure, the overall plot, but you wouldn't know what's happening in episode seven. Like, when they're finally, like, together and meeting and talking and looking at books and, like, trying to, like, figure out some mystery... I don't know. I feel like there's. I don't know, bro. Because I think you'd you'd see like them hide something, and then find out that they they told. You remember they like let out information about where that had been. Yes, but yeah, only yeah. to like certain yeah. people to figure out who is the bad guy. Sure. Yeah, I think yeah. by the end, where they like have their surprise face or whatever, you'd be like, oh. Okay. I don't. Yeah, know. I I don't know. This is like it's not a really useful conversation, but I'm just. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, yes, you would figure it out based on, like, some relatively based on context clues. Yeah, sure. Like, Uh, welcome to media. (gasps) I don't think it'd be impossible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But also, what maniac is watching anime in a language they don't understand? You know, like, what are you doing? I think that that's a real gatekeeping move. Like, oh, I watch it raw. I'm like, do you speak Japanese? No, but I'm learning. Like, oh, fuck you. Like, yeah, I want to understand the show that I'm watching. Like, all you have to do is turn on subs and you're already like, you can still gatekeep by like, oh, I'm not a dub boy. Right. Right. You can still (laughs) technically gatekeep. Um, Speaking of gatekeeping, one of the one of the opinions that I had I had seen, uh, I didn't get a name on this one. This one was anonymous, but um, their opinion was you don't have to read the manga to be a true weeb. It's optional. But for me, I read the manga because I usually can't get over an anime's ending or its adaptation. Now, this is kind of an interesting take because I think it opens a different conversation of the long-standing opinion and thing I hear a lot is, oh, the book did it better. Do you think that, and, and we have had Knox on the show and we've talked to um, Knox and I forgot what his show was called. Project Manga. Project Manga, but he, he's a big manga guy. That Sorry, he, manga, not manga. Yeah, no, no, at least maybe I forgot it, but I still said it right. Oh, uh, whatever. Whatever. Right, but, my ass. <laughs> but yeah, so he even said that uh, one of the questions I asked him once was, do you think that there are uh, anime that do the manga justice and not just justice, but, you know, elevate the ele- uh, elevate the story? And he said, without even blinking, yes. And certain shows did it better. Um, so. With that gatekeeping element, do you feel that, you know, not so much the gatekeeping because that's an obviously easy thing, like, fuck no, you don't have to read manga to be a true weeb at all. It doesn't fucking matter. But the one thing I will say is that, do you think there's weight to the whole, the manga did it better argument? Or do you think anime is the superior format? Mm, That's an interesting question. It inherently has more than what manga has to offer. If you're, we're talking totally objectives here, like objectively, 
it literally has more than manga has to offer. I mean, there's literally a reason why I don't read manga. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, obviously. But right. I feel superior is perhaps not correct because, like, I think they're they're meant to do what they do separately. And and it does bother me when people say, like, the book did it better. It's like, no shit, there's a thousand pages in this book, and you have a two-hour movie. Like, what do you Thank think you. is going to happen? That was the first thing I was going to say. Like, they have all the bandwidth for uh, information sharing from their brain to yours in a written format. They have this many pages to, like... It, yeah, I mean, it's also yeah. significantly easier to just write a 600-page book than it would be to animate a... Or CGI that bitch. Into, yeah, like, it's real, just... Yeah. Yeah, like the amount of people that are required to make either of those things happen are just like drastically different. Right. One, and I would be very surprised if the teams working on manga are the same size as teams working on anime. I would be, I'd be shocked as well. I mean, I, I have to imagine it's a magnitude greater for anime. I, I would yeah. guess a magnitude. I higher. would hope. Yeah. I mean, if it's the same amount of guys, then why even do the manga? Just make an anime of the whole thing. That's a, that's a good point, right? Why wouldn't you just do anime from the rip? And I think that's some studios like Studio Trigger kind of take that angle. Like they homegrown bows, uh, homegrow some stuff sometimes. But um, yeah, so I mean, maybe Superior isn't correct, but I think there you'll is... get a more in depth story, one million percent. But like it is not as accessible, I think, you know, at large, right? Which one, anime or manga? Manga. Manga, right. Yeah, yeah. Because for six bucks on Crunchyroll, you get literally everything, or you have to go buy or sail the high seas for manga. Like, Well, it's just more like, it just takes so much effing effort to read through these dumb little panels. Sure. Backwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like... Well, the one thing I always go back to is and, that... And, and mentally animate things. Thank you for saying it that. It just takes effort. That's what I was about to say. I mean, that, we, I mean, we've read a ton of manwas, right? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but what I was saying was like some of the best mang, mang, mangakas like in the world, like the the artists for those, and the and some of the most renowned panelists get to their status because of how well they insinuate motion. Anime as a medium literally has motion built in. So you're already doing more than what the best of the other medium can. To me, it just feels like a natural evolution and manga is left a bit in, I wouldn't call it, Dark Ages sounds harsh, but it is the predecessor, I think, in a way to anime. And I know there's a lot of manga diehards, this podcast literally built around that shit, but I don't know. It's like I actually this is could be a very unpopular opinion. Rip it off, dude. I would prefer if they would just make books of this stuff, like actual just like straight up novels. So like written word, not picture. Yeah. Okay. Like a light novel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it is for instance, if I had to hierarchy the 3, yeah. Like in terms of information, novel obviously is the best. It's then you would get your manga for like just packed full of information and like even maybe some visual information, right? Because you're just getting more panels. Yeah. And then obviously third your anime in terms of like actual um I guess information that's able to even be put on the screen. 
But sure, in terms of enjoyment, sure. I think for me personally, if I get an audio book, then I would obviously say novel number one. I'll do all the work if you, you know, for, for like imagining things happening, but yeah. I want all the information in an easier pathway. Right. But like right. if, if you, if I'm just gonna like enjoy something, the most enjoyment is definitely anime. Because <laughs> it's a, I like the way you kind of hierarchy that because when it comes to novels and manga or any kind of written format, the pacing is your control. Yeah. Like it's an active kind of engagement to the to the information, right? You are doing the work to consume it. You're doing work to control the pacing and and the information getting to your brain is not kind of sitting there and just letting it happen to you. You have to do the work to get there. Be it read the panels or read the chat or the paragraphs, right? But with anime and shows and television, it's much more of a passive activity. And we've talked about this before when it comes to like um like emotional resonance with shows like Rent a Girlfriend and shit like that, that it just kind of happens to you and it's a passive activity, right? So do I think it is the superior storytelling method? Maybe not after this conversation. It's just different. Apples and oranges, truly. But Well, to be fair, storytelling, of course. Okay. Oh, interesting. Like, more information, it's obviously better for a story. Yes, or at least the control by which you have that information given. Or yes. Delivered. Yeah, yeah, But, like, I, I don't know. The question to me is, like, if, if you just strip it all out and say, what's the best? That's hard to say. Some people really like the storytelling aspects, like getting all the in-depth stuff. Yeah. And then for those people, it's obviously manga. Yeah. For people who are new to anime or new to the even like the genre in general or whatever you want to call it, staples. Of like, course, it'll be anime. Anime is probably the most adjustable way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's, it's I don't know. It's one of those gatekeepy questions. Yeah. I don't know what like infatuates the anime community so much or i mean this yeah. like art forms community so much with like being like special but it's just like why would you not want something like more people to talk with about this stuff right it's and just it's it's, it's like such a weird thing since day me. one yeah right is that gatekeeping for something like this it could be it's literally any hobby but gatekeeping inherently you know, I think it's a fear of, you know, uh, a, gatekeeping implies a fear of a loss of identity, that you are part of a sub niche yes, culture, yes. right? That if it becomes mainstream and everyone gives a shit, what made you unique is now everyone else's bag. I think the MCU is a great example. Like, everyone gives a fuck about Iron Man now. They didn't po pre-2008. Like, or like the Star Wars community. Exactly. Then the Mandalorian popped off and like, oh, everyone loves baby fucking Yoda, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah so I mean, You don't yeah. know shit about the underworld of Coruscant, damn it. Right. So they use gatekeeping as a defense mechanism for, oh, you, you're just an early adopter. You're a transplant in my world, right? I've been here Not early then. adopter. Well, sorry, a late adopter. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm an early adopter. You're yeah. a late adopter. And you're just a transplant in the world that I've always been living in. And we've talked about this before, that there's been some clowning on anime fans way back when we were younger, right? So I can understand why gatekeeping could be a defense mechanism for those that were kind of clowned on for liking Naruto back in the day, right? Yeah, but then my question is, like, if people are moving in that direction, why would you want to stop them from moving in that direction so they can still make fun of you? 
Right. Right. Yeah. Like, wouldn't yeah. it be better if you're like, now you watch Naruto too, bitch? Now yeah, what? Right. So I, I oh, yesterday from time of recording, <clears throat> we were out with some coworkers and I met some of the new guys that just got hired in like this month. And I, uh, I brought up the show Weebology and you opened them. with anime. You said, so if you had to pick a waifu, who, <laughs> who is your husbando? And you're like, what did you just say to me? Uh, what but, words did you just <laughs> What words just came out of your mouth? But yeah, he started talking about how, like, I noticed he was into Marvel and shit. He's and like, he, I don't speak Mexican. I don't, I don't know s- what you're talking about. Husbando. <laughs> yeah. He, he had brought it up and I said, like, I, I felt it was interesting because he's like, what's your, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, oh, anime. That felt so smooth off the tongue, right? It used to be like, oh, uh, uh, gay porn. Uh, yeah, yeah, gay porn. Uh, and then it turned into like animation and then Japanese culture for a while. Yeah. But now I said anime and he's like, bro, I just like finished Jujutsu Kaisen like last week. It was so good. You should be like, well, wait a minute. Why fuck? just what? now did you finish Jujutsu Kaisen? Yeah, right, right. Now, now that caught on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, honestly, that's embarrassing for you, dude. <laughs> I should just gatekeep yeah. on him. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> but yeah, one, you're right. I probably should have done that because uh, uh, he's a fucking scrub. But, it would have been funny. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is like, to your point, why would I want to stop that, the possibility of that interaction? A random person, a stranger up to this point, happen to like anime that's so unusual 10 years ago now it's in i mean right? uh, to be honest with you and, and you know i talked about this with my aunt uh who's more than likely listening right now hello hello uh is like her kids are very into anime but don't like reading books we talked about this at trivia yeah we did yeah and i'm thinking like you know our generation had like pretty monolithic stories you know like yeah we had you know Harry Potter, we had Hunger Games, Games. we had Divergent, we had Twilight, we had all these like story series that had like everybody in a tizzy. Yeah. And it seems to me, and you know, I only know because I have younger cousins, literally all four of my cousins like anime. Well, I guess three of my cousins like anime. Were, yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. And then, you know, you know, some of my, I guess, farther out from there like young people that i for whatever reason know your sister's weeb as shit i wouldn't say she's weeb as shit but she watches it i would definitely i would definitely interview her for the she's probably listening right now well i'm still saying that's not Uh, a bad thing i'm I'm happy that she did that so but it seems like the younger generation like that is their version of this like interesting like there is no there's no Harry Potter out there right now. It's effing TikTok and anime. <laughs> right. And, but there is like Attack on Titan. There is My Hero. Right. These epics that have been going on for years and years and these... these Which I'm, a, I'm frankly a little sad about because like having those like stories as a kid was like those worlds that you can just dive into Yeah, was just like, I think, very formative for most of our childhoods. It got me actually reading. Right. One, like I read, I only read all of those because I wanted to be in the know. Nowadays, it's a bit like, yeah, I got to go binge that Netflix show to be in the know. Not right. Like, oh, uh, Harry Potter uh, book six came out. You gotta, you gotta go read this. Right. right. I remember when that happened. Like I've had to go read this shit, or else I was not going to be in the loop. Yeah. Or else like, you're not cool. Day one after the, the you're book not a came fucking out. day oneer. Yeah. Right. Nobody likes you if you didn't read Harry Potter the day <laughs> after it came out. Oh man! But, but yeah, I the, don't know. I, I it's it's been an interesting shift, even in our short lives. 
to watch like like literally it was something you hid back in like the 2009s yeah like you hid that you watch anime yes and then it's just like it's completely switched yeah where it's like everybody watches anime and if they don't they're like sports fans and so they're losers anyway what's funny is that um sports, <laughs> sorry even, sport, even sports i watch fans, sports i was saying you watch we both watch sports and played them yeah i'm just joking no i know but you, you'll find that even those people the ones that were famously yeah vehemently arch- against yeah, it archetypally against anime are some of the biggest like 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 uh like marvel fans or lord of the rings fans or star wars fans and it's like okay buddy no offense but anime is no nerdier or dorkier than star wars my guy or star trek i told my dad like you think that like fantasy football is like a very popular or cool thing to do you're literally a dork statistics <laughs> yeah it's stats and gambling it's like, saber metrics my guy yeah it's literally um it's a mathematical equation problem that you're solving every week and it's crazy that you think that it's not a nerd thing it's basically D D, but with like football players <laughs> yeah it's what the, it's what it is like look at their specs play their play the the, the loadout and see what's happening so you know i i think gatekeeping has not only been on the way out or should have been it literally has no place in 2022. There is no such thing. Like gatekeeping has no merit anymore. I I just find it so like odd. Like as a human being, if if people made fun of you for liking it originally, yeah, why would you then want to be like, all right, now it's my turn to make fun of these guys for not watching more of it? It's like, like. People are literally shifting to your viewpoint, and you're like, you know what? Fuck you. Because <laughs> grudges don't die easy. It just, I, I mean, of uh, course, that's yeah, the answer. Right, it's right. just, it feels like so dumb. It's like, like my advice to people would be like, encourage your friends to get more nerdy. Yeah. Because like, imagine if like every person you knew was like, the well versed in many different like, um, fan bases and stuff like that and you could like converse about literally everything i think you and i are kind of like that we can at least talk a little with a lot of people like someone says like oh i'm big into dc you're much bigger in dc than i am but i know enough to talk talk some shop a little bit yeah um but yeah so i mean like but like that's another thing though like you don't need to know every version of fucking thanos or no you like every version of dark seed to have a nice conversation about yeah i really enjoyed those characters and if you bring up that you do know every one of them that's actually a social social detriment like yeah oh, yeah like I, I know like all 17 flavors of, of thanos well, from and the unfortunately comics. um yeah, that's actually talking about the wrong one mm, yeah and i love how we're like not gatekeeping but we're still clowning on like that stereotypical nerd <laughs> well I, well because i think that is a gatekeeping method of just being like, right like you're an idiot because you haven't spent 10 billion hours doing this right exactly so i mean i i saw this funny thing earlier it was like if <laughs> if they had knocked over Thanos, could Thor have just put his hammer on him and kept him in place? And there Probably, was like yeah. a 70,000 person long chain of people <laughs> arguing about it. Like the different versions of Thanos and all this stuff. And I'm just like, that's I'm like, geez, great. that's crazy. But then like you think about it, like that should be akin to like power scaling uh, debates. Yeah. It's like we can all agree that we're nerds. Yeah. Like get over it. Right. Yeah. Like I like I said the in the um the sidebar the second you start bringing up the word fucking jewel like jewels then yeah. you know you know it's gone full send like full send nerd 
Uh, but yeah, do you have any uh, one more? I think maybe so one last more. one. Yeah, last one. Sort of along this vein, I think, which was going to make it sort of, a, I guess, apply, is uh, this lady uh, wrote on here. I'm going to play her as a valley girl because I feel or like a sorority girl do it because yeah. that just feels right yeah, for the conversation that. or yeah. the question really give me some of that l- l- <sighs> in the voice yeah yeah it goes so my husband of two years is obsessed with japanese culture slash anime <laughs> and it's really grating on my nerves is it wrong to ask him to tone it down yes <laughs> but like you're in a fucking marriage <laughs> run that back to me again but not valley girl this time that one a plus valley girl shit. yeah that was thanks. well done but r- run that back to me so my husband of two years <laughs> is obsessed with japanese culture and anime and it's really grating on my nerves is it okay to or is it wrong to ask him to tone it down yes and i'll tell you why because you're not upset necessarily about like the fact that he has a hobby it's probably just the hobby that grates you but the way you're coming off, <laughs> this is that- guy's somebody responded and fucking slayed her. Oh, dude, hit me with that. <laughs> okay, he goes. Uh, sorry, I did cut you off. No, Assuming no, he's not speaking to you and responding in Japanese every second, or saying things like "nani" <laughs> instead of just speaking normally, then he- there's no issue. I mean, I'm pretty sure all couples have things that piss each other off in at least one aspect. No different to how sons and daughters, despite being seen as perfect by parents, can still be annoying in some ways to those parents. My guess is you don't like the fact that he's obsessed with anime instead of you. <gasps> Yo. <laughs> or the fact his obsession means he doesn't give you more attention that you crave. It's like just like absolutely slaying her about that, her no, obvious no, downside. That, that quote right there. Is that he's more you? You're upset that he is more passionate about anime than you perceive him to be about you, right? And the perception there is important because I think she's she's upset not necessarily at the hobby itself. You may not give a shit about Japanese culture or anime, and that's fine. My girlfriend doesn't give a shit about it either, but she has watched Food Wars and actually enjoyed it. So, like, good on you, Rima. But, um. It's more that she's upset that he has a fucking passion that isn't her at the top of the list. That's really what it is. Well, I mean, it's very one-dimensional when you get, like, a very small question like that, but, like, you don't know their relationship. Like, if he's... And I agree with the guy. If he's, like, truly, like, only speaking to her in Japanese... Or saying, and, like, like, <laughs> like, Baka, Nani, and, like, yeah. involving shit into it. Well, and, I yeah. mean, in my point, in my opinion, he'd just be, like, a shitlord if he was doing, like, Baka, Nani! Yeah, that's just a bad person. I think whatever hobby he picked up, if that were the case, yeah. it'd be annoying no matter what he did. Right. Right, yeah. Um, uh, or he just a Zoomer in that maybe case. Maybe just a Zoomer. You know? Yeah. No, uh... I don't know. I, I think it's funny. It's like you're married to this guy and you're asking Cora instead of just talking to him about it. <laughs> like, think about that. Why did you go to the internet for marriage counseling or advice? <laughs> about anime. About anime. Right. Oh. So, so I don't know. I But also, like, you're asking anime fans if it's weird that he likes anime. It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And I, so I think this actually just briefly opens up a larger conversation of Anyone who's listening right now who may be in a relationship with someone who is much more feverish about anime and you're just kind of getting into it or vice versa, you're super passionate and your partner maybe not really care. I'm in that situation. My girlfriend really doesn't really 
care at all about anime. But she, you know, she cares about you, so she'll watch some shows. Right there. She cares about me. And she's like, what's Ranking of Kings about? I'm not going to watch it, but I do want to hear you talk about it because right. it makes you excited. And I'm like, right there. That's how it should be. Right. Of is course. It doesn't matter what the hobby or anything is, as long as the passion's there. But and- I mean, no offense, that's any like relationship period, like whether it's like father and son, like my dad has watched anime because we do this podcast, right? Right. He'll yeah. talk to me about anime. My dad, my, wa- my, my dad watches I'm Abroad in Japan. He subscribed to the channel. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't really care about the anime aspect, but he actually really fell in love with Japanese culture. So he lost a lot of well, Chris Brock and Brock, I think. It's broad. Like, broad. Sure. Uh, broad in bro- Japan. Oh, yeah. my fucking I've told God. you this before and you did the same thing. I know. It's something that is not sticking in my brain, but it's fine. But yeah, so I mean like I mean in my in my opinion, it is common decency even if you don't know shit about a topic and somebody's really passionate about it to talk to them about it. Yeah, and you don't have to even contribute. It's literally like, social like 101. Yeah, right? Like social interaction 101 I mean. Wow, you seem like you really like that. Tell me more about it. Like what what, what about this topic? It's like, what, oh, you, you really like? like NCAA football. That's really cool. Yeah, What's your me, favorite team? Who's your favorite team? I don't What's give your a fuck. Division? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about NCAA. I care about NFL, but I don't care about NCAA. Oh, you're really into the 25 meter air rifle? Tell me, how does that work? Yeah, what are the ballistic sciences behind that? Like, <laughs> I, I don't care about the the topic. I care that you get excited about it. That's what makes me happy. Oh, you're very interested in foraging for mushrooms? <laughs> uh, Whatever. Well, actually, that one I might leave on the table. That okay, one I'll leave on the you bit. say that, but there, I... Are we about to... <sighs> I found out, yeah. you know the red uh, algae or whatever you see at like lakes and stuff? Sure, yeah. You can somehow refine those down to actually get that that iron out of those and like smelt things with it. Why I mean, you, you need a shitload you, of it. Why do you know this? Like, Because I have friends that are into that kind of stuff. And I talk to them. algae? It's like homesteading or survivalist stuff, right? Okay, okay, that's a bit more in the wheelhouse. Well, I plus I am interested in like not blacksmithing, but like metals and. <laughs> you are famously yeah. intru- in involved in materials, now. right? And My father is a metallurgist, so I need to know this kind yeah, of thing. <laughs> material manipulation, if you will, kind of like an alchemist. You're basically. I'm definitely El- Edward Alric. Yeah, you're except an Alric. slightly yeah. taller. Yeah, <laughs> more than slightly. You're a big boy. Um, you're, you're, I wouldn't say I'm a big boy. <laughs> you're a tall boy compared to him. He's a small boy. How tall is he supposed to be? I think he's like five four three. I'm very tall compared yeah, to him. Yeah, he's very short. But um, I must say, even like doubly bad for him is his brothers in this eight foot tall suit of armor. <laughs> absolute like out like wasn't it Alfred? Yeah, yeah, like absolute Alphonse. Alphonse, excuse me. Yes, Alphonse. But it's just like beast of a man. Like, couldn't you have put him in anything like? A doll, kid sized. <laughs> yeah, right. But he he he's got some combat shit. So, uh, yeah. At the end of the day, this person's opinion absolute trash. Because, yeah, dog like, shit. <laughs> it's dog shit. Because like, if you aren't like just happy, he's passionate about something. What do you want? A fucking wallflower? Well, because like, that's that's I think the the interesting kind of darker side to this question is like, you want a little dog to follow you around and tell you how much they love you and like I. You know, there's people out there, of course, that need like constant affirmation. Too much yeah. work for me personally, but right, right. like there are people out there that need that. Have a little confidence in yourself, right? Man. Yeah, but it's just like, like what I would my instant turnaround question to her would be, "What are you interested in?" 
Yeah, and if right. she would say like, oh, I'm really interested in the Royals baby. I'm like, your husband doesn't give a fuck, but hiking. I guess he's not. <laughs> I'm into hiking, yeah. adventures to Target, and queso for the table. <laughs> oh my fucking I'm God. I'm pretty freaking interested in uh, quartz and uh, different minerals to increase my chakra flow. <laughs> oh, chakra flow. Oh. There you really? go. Intersection. Yeah. What's your fucking nature, bitch? Yeah, exactly. Like, do you know? Do you understand? But yeah, so I'm a Mercury fucking rising. Uh, oh my god, Capricorn I'm a bi- I'm a bitch today because Mercury is in Gatorade right now. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, end of the day, that's an awful opinion. Don't gatekeep your your significant other if they're passionate about anime or something nerdy. Let them do it. I mean, as long as it's not like I'm very passionate about murder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, right. Yeah, like anime is such a innocuous thing for why do you somebody like true to be crime, obsessed with. Why do you like true crime podcasts? Oh, it's good. It's great study. It's great homework. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's kind of it on the internet. I'd like this kind of slant of bad opinions and just clowning on them because... Then again, we only did like a few bad opinions, but I just like how much these like are conversation starters. Yes. Yeah. So use these things we've talked about today. You can use these bad opinions. If you're in an anime-centric group, they make for great topics. And if you're not, then maybe it could open the door to someone actually giving a shit about anime. Because these, this episode kind of went a bit more about anime as a thing rather than any specific thing about anime. So, um, Yeah, and like, you know, f- for our podcast, of course, like, we did in episode zero talk about how we wanted to, like, try to like bring it down to the to the newbie right or to the people that are uninitiated in the space yeah like some and and for a newbie these bad opinions could land in a way that like oh maybe i don't want to get into this right right i don't want to be i don't want to be part of this if that's like what people are thinking right but i think it's important to realize that no matter what you're a fan of there's going to be like super freaks about it that are going to clown on somebody who's new to anything yes so i think and I think that's like I've talked about it before, but that's like my main concern with people that are mad at Netflix for doing anime. Right. It's like, yeah. why would you not want the it, biggest just, publisher of shows <laughs> in the world? But everybody has a Netflix account. Everyone's got you one. So when a banging anime comes out on Netflix, it's going to get eyes. Right. You have the same people who are talking about the football game or the soccer game or the baseball game talking about Super Crooks or Great Pretender or fucking i don't know some, well maybe not those but it, all right but still i mean all the same like right. people were talking about attack on titan yes. you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah um so kind of the ethan's point there's gonna be shitheads in every community but on the flip side there's gonna be really positive influences in any, every community we want to try to be that for the newbie so if you are listening to this and you're thinking about getting into anime do it highly, not, recommend yeah, it highly recommend it there's, there's there are stories here that you'll never hear anywhere else. I mean, we definitely yeah. talked about like a lot of the shitheads in this episode, but there is like it's such an interesting community where like 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 you mentioned with the the dude who uh, started at your company, right? You, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. like sort of align on like an anime, dude. I just started or I just finished Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, it's just like I never would have thought, but but there's also like there's I don't think in many other things that get people like to brighten up as much as like a having both seen a show and liked it it's great yeah and the the moment he heard that out of my mouth he lit up i lit up it was great it was a very positive experience and i know for you know from here on out him and i are going to be boys at work and like we just have that right it's in, yeah. it's instant yeah so i mean i guess the the takeaway from the end of this is it's not just anime 
get into every hobby you can. If it interests you, get into it because that's just another arrow in your quiver to exactly. talk about with somebody else and you may make a connection that you never thought was possible. And maybe that connection, that arrow that you fire is anime. Who's to say? Yeah. So thank you for coming to class. <laughs> you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast fixed. You're already on the platform. So you can go back and go pick some old episodes. Some stuff we've talked about in the past. Kind of on this topic. Way back in the day. A Wednesday, I believe. Not yeah, really I mean, sure. we're 4 billion episodes in. So yeah, literally 4 I billion. I would definitely yeah. hazard to guess what numbers of episodes those are. <laughs> but, uh, you know, definitely... You know, we got a fat, fat backlog at this point. What is right. like year three we're going on we're here? We're going on year three. Wow. Yes. So like comment, like, comment, and subscribe anywhere that you do do that. Give us five stars anywhere that can happen, like Apple Music and Spotify. If you want to give us a monetary level, only if you can, patreon.com slash shubology, one dollar up, gets you into the Discord with all of our past guests, like the Anime Bros and Anime Summit, and everyone else who is a Patreon folk and $3 and up, get you the syllabus sidebar our lo-fi high vibe sometimes anime sometimes not no longer on hiatus and hey. sometimes visual because we just popped an episode yesterday from the time of recording so go there there's about 30 episodes of that where we talk about life and shit and experiment with new pieces of content so i think that's it um yeah i'm gonna go to uh, <laughs> yeah that's it that's voice it. is gone already voice is gone but yeah we're we're like dead in the middle of the weekend, so I have so much more weekend to enjoy. I'm really yeah, this is definitely a, a new thing for us recently. Yeah. So until I absolutely become a moss ball on my bed and become the chillest breathing thing on the planet, I'm Ricky. Yeah, I'm Ethan By. <laughs> and this has been Rebology. <laughs> uh, deuces. Did I oversell the show? Yeah, it was a bit much. I <laughs> I become a